Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to the Sports Spectrum podcast. I am Jason Romano. It is great to have you joining us on the program today. No matter how you found us, whether it was somebody sending this as a link on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, or maybe a friend just texting it to you, or you might just be a subscriber and a longtime listener, whatever it is, however it was, thank you for finding Sports Spectrum and tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I want to encourage you to check out our website, sportspectrum.com, with content updated every single day. It's a great bookmark for your surfing pleasure as you go about on the internet each day. Sportspectrum.com is a great place to start. It actually has a daily devotional each morning posted at 6 a.m. So what a perfect place to start your day in the Lord. But then the articles that are updated every single day, including this podcast, will be up here on Sportspectrum.com and an opportunity to subscribe to our quarterly magazine. Four times a year, we put out a wonderful magazine that has been going strong and really is the pillar of this ministry for the last 30 plus years in Sports Spectrum. It started as a magazine and the magazine is still going strong. I've had so many people tell me as I tell them that I'm working now with Sports Spectrum, they remember having that magazine as a kid, sort of the replacement for Sports Illustrated, uh, the positive stories, the Christian stories, the Christian viewpoint, and it's still going strong. It's still out there right now, and it's $18 for an entire year. It's a great deal, 18 bucks for the whole year. We actually, ha- actually have a couple of bonus issues as well uh, when you subscribe. So go to sportspectrum.com, click that subscribe button, and man, get that magazine. It's a great tool to hand to people and to tell others about sports and about Jesus. And I just want to give a shout out to Aaron and to John, who have done a wonderful job keeping this magazine going strong and just, I mean, they're a small team of two that are making sure every quarter you guys get your new brand new magazine, your brand new copy of the Sports Spectrum magazine. So special shout out to Aaron and John for doing a great job there. Check it out. Go to sportspectrum.com and subscribe today. Today on the podcast, we take a deeper look at faith in the UK, in the United Kingdom. What does faith look like in England from a Christian sports perspective? And so Johnny Reed is our guest today, and he leads a ministry called Christians in Sport. He's the communications team leader there. And Christians in Sport in the UK is very similar to the ministry that Sports Spectrum is about. And our parent company, Pro Athletes Outreach, is about equipping professional athletes in their faith to go be a light in the world for Jesus. And in many ways, Christians in sport in the UK is that exact same thing with athletes, elite professional athletes in the United Kingdom. So let's learn about faith in England from a Christian sports perspective with Johnny Reed, the communications team leader for Christians in sport here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. Great to be with you. Yeah, it's good to be with you, Johnny, too. And I'm glad you're here on the podcast. I've been wanting to do, I guess, a, a podcast with someone in England and talk about faith over there 
uh, from a sports perspective, kind of what we do here in the States with Sports Spectrum, the intersection of sports and faith, I thought let's let's try to learn a little bit more about that from an England and a UK perspective. And I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast. Let's start with Christians in sport. Let's just tell our audience what that is and kind of how it was formed. Yeah, great. So we've been going about 40 years. Um, we've got a pretty simple strap line. We want to reach the world of sport for Christ. Uh, we want to tell sports people about Jesus. So we specifically focus in sort of that world of what we'd call competitive and elite sport. Um, yeah. So working people right at the top of their sport, professional athletes or uh, top level athletes. And then also um, working with people who are in competitive sport, like committed sport, who, who are training two, three, four times a week, playing matches at weekends, things like that. So we work specifically in that area and been doing that for about 40 years. 40 years. Now, what was, uh, do you have, do you know the history and sort of the formation on why it was formed and, and exists? I presume it's why it exists today for the same purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's brilliant seeing through our history. It's never really changed. It's always have, had three main strands all within the working for World of Sport for Christ of working within the UK, um, within the world of competitive sport there, sort of amateur level, sort of uh, adult youth level, and then working with elite athletes and working internationally as well, partnering with with many ministries to sort of resource sports missions. So we've, we've done that from the word go. It was um, set up, there was a, a man from America actually who traveled around the world. One of his stops was the UK uh, and he met our former director, a uh, eccentric cricketer called Andrew Wingfield Digby. Uh, phenomenal name. Um, yes. And basically he, he met him and said, right, who, which Christians are involved in sport? Which Christians are playing top level sport? Um, and let's gather them together um, and let's encourage them. Let's equip them and train them to go and speak of Jesus into the world of sport. So um, that's all that's all we've done ever since. It's, it's grown. It's expanded. Um, but it started with that somebody coming and casting vision for um, reaching sports people. What a massive mission field with the gospel. Mm, that's awesome. Tell me, I guess, from a general perspective, you know, being here, I'm in Connecticut in the United States. We have yeah. listeners all over the, the United States, but really all over the world as well. Uh, what is faith like from a general perspective, the Christian faith like today in the UK? Uh, I don't know how old you are, but compared to maybe mm -hmm. when you were younger, but what is the state of faith now? in the United Kingdom? It's a good question. I, I think we're we're in a sort of what we'd probably call a post-Christian world. Yeah. Um, although we're technically a Christian country, we're, as in we're not. Um, the evangelical church is growing. People who love Jesus is growing. But I think the, whereas 10, 15 years ago on a, on a census or chatting to friends, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church at Christmas. I go to church at Easter. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think through, uh, I'm a field hockey player. I know that's controversial for a man to play field hockey in America. Um, <laughs> but I'm a field hockey player. But within my team, I play, I play every week uh, with 20 or so other guys. Um, two or three of them would probably say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And they'll have some form of faith. But the rest of them would happily go, no, that's not me. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, it'd be a lot more ingrained into society. So we're in a very multicultural, a very um, pluralistic society now. Um, there's more increasing pressure on tolerance in whatever that looks like um, and yeah. how that affects Christian. So, yeah, so it's uh, as in I've, I've, I've visited the States a few times. I, I can't call them the States. I'd say we're from my understanding, we're we're 20, 30 years maybe ahead of you guys. 
um, in that direction of being post-Christian, but um, I know it's all, it's all changes or shifting. Oh yeah, it's definitely shifting. And I think there's a real struggle for just believers in general. We'll talk just believers mm-hmm. for a second mm-hmm. to be open about their faith, to be unashamed, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. be out there with that. Does that kind of stand out in many ways? I don't want to say like, yeah, a so sore be, thumb, so but does that stand I, I, out? You think, you think of some examples, like I'm thinking, for example, within our, our, our national health service, our NHS, you're not allowed at the moment to display any religious, like you can wear a cross on a necklace you couldn't ever have to pray for someone. So we're, we're at that level of um, I help pastor a church and we've got guys who are working in this situation when we're challenging them. What does it look like to share your faith yeah. in your workplace? And you can kind of see the, the fear really. Obviously, I just don't I just don't know how I don't know how I could. If I did, I would be I, 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 not I would be fired because you couldn't. But I just know that would aren't bring all sorts of questions which I may not be equipped to deal with. And so in some ways, it's, it's no different within the world of sport, obviously, depending whether you're in the professional world or not. But if you're not in the professional world, it's, it's not like your, your livelihood's at stake. But definitely, there'd be pressure from friends who go, right, OK, you're a Christian. That means you believe this right. And we don't agree with you on this. So so there's, there's definitely those those tricky conversations of it's really you've got to put your neck on the line if you're going to if you're going to speak boldly of Jesus. How are you seeing God sort of use the athletes that you work with to help spread his message in England. Like we just said, that's not an easy thing to do. Mm. So I think what we're, we're seeing is our, our particular focus is we want to, we want to equip and encourage Christians to share their faith in the, in the teams and context they are. So with their teammates, with the people they rub shoulders with every day, every week. And it's really encouraging. You, you, you're seeing people who are understanding the Bible, who are seeing, for example, seeing the whole counsel of God, but seeing the the thrust of Jesus' last words in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples of all nations. That yeah. word nations, ethnies, people groups, of which the world of sport is one. Ten million people play sport every week in the UK. So that's a sixth. And there'll be more than that, but regular play sport. So it's a huge mission field. And we are seeing people who are who are going, I want to do that. I want to. I want to be equipped and trained to share my faith. And we're boldly doing that. We've got a number of our, our student athletes, our our college students who are um, currently doing what what we call sort of meals with a message or dialogue dinners. And they're basically inviting their team around to come and have a meal with them. They'll cook, a, put on a, a pasta or some pizza and say, come and ask me any question you want about my faith. They'll share their testimony. Come and ask me any question. And they're seeing loads of fruit of people who are engaging with that. They want to ask questions. I think particularly at that college age where you're still trying to work out who you are and what you think is we're seeing real fruit of people going, oh, let me think this through. And then similarly, at the elite level, we, we hear great stories of um, athletes we work with, sports people we work with, uh, who are boldly trying to share their faith with their, with their teammates, with their managers, even though they know it may ostracize them, it may, it may cause them problems. They're going, no, I need, this is such good news, I need to share it. And they want to, which is great. It, it really, just like it does here, it comes down to relationships, right? On, on all yeah. levels. Yeah, oh, massively. I think, yeah, as in it's, we, we talk about the, um, there's a sort of a continuum we use. Are you somebody who, who shares but is never there or is there but never shares? Hmm. Um, it's yeah. a bit of a tongue twister. But uh, are you somebody who just going, no, I just need to tell people about Jesus, but you're never spending any time investing with people. So you don't know where their life is at. You don't know where their problems are at. You don't know what, what what's going on in their lives or the other end of you can be brilliant friends. But actually, if we do truly believe this is the greatest news in the world and life transforming news, 
and we believe the consequences of not believing that news are what they are, then we need to speak of that with our mates. So that's always a real wrestling challenge for me. I've been at the same, the same field hockey club for nearly nine years now. So I've had people I've been playing with for those nine years and people who come in every year, brand new, each year, new players come in. And it's always that, that, that challenge, that bite of, I need to, uh, it's such good news, I need to share it with people. Um, but but that's, that, that's hard. It's always a pain line to cross, isn't it? You mentioned, and you've mentioned it a couple times, Johnny, elite athletes. Why why work with elite athletes as opposed to just, uh, versus just your general athlete, I guess? Why elite athletes? Great. So I think, as in we work, we, we do work with both, but I think we, we'll over, overspend our time with elite athletes. We've got 40 or 50 staff of which, oh, 15 or 20 of them just work within the elite world of sports. And I think there'd be a few reasons. It brings its own unique pressures, the elite world of sports. Um, and so it's great. We've got a, a number of our team who, are, well, most of our team have been formerly athletes, so they can speak to those pressures. You've got the issues of time and travel. Um, so a lot of them are on the road a lot. Um, so you think of a elite golfer or elite tennis player, a lot of the time on their own, but also they're playing tournaments every weekend. Mm. Uh, they're down the road, they're, they're using their God-given talents, but they're then struggling to have any support, any fellowship uh, with anyone else. And then there's, I think there's the specific pressures of being an elite athlete, which a lot of us as believers will, 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 will get, but will we really get the pressure of it? So you, you think of the, the difficulty of being, um, of being driven by, by works and not by grace, by performance, not by grace. For an elite athlete, their whole identity is often wrapped up in how well they're performing. If you don't perform, you don't get selected. If you don't perform, you may not get funding. Um, and so it's very easy for that to become the mindset of how you view God. Um, God is just like my eternal coach who tells me I'm not doing well enough mm. um, or, and I'm going to fund you enough. So then there's that real specific pressure, which we want to be able to speak into, if just go, right, let's help you navigate this. And, and some things which for church, we work so strongly through the local church. We believe that is um, how, how the good news is to go out. But there's then specific specialities we'll have. So dealing with the issue of retirement at the age of in your mid thirties. Most yeah. of us won't have to deal with that till we're older, but retirement is such a big identity crisis for elite athletes when they hit mid to late thirties of I've been known as Johnny, the footballer for so long. And now suddenly I'm not a footballer anymore. What am I? Who am I? So I think it's those specific pressures as well as that time and travel aspect where we can just invest and go, look, we'll, we'll come and help support you on the road. We'll Skype you. We'll read with you. We'll come and meet with you. Um, which is difficult for the local church to do sometimes. The sports you're, that we're talking about, you mentioned golf and certainly football, soccer mm. for us here mm. in the U.S. What is yeah. What sports are we talking about here when we're talking about these elite athletes? Certainly, if you can name names, you can name a few. Maybe our audience would know. But if you can't, mm -hmm. for privacy on, uh, mm. issues, I understand. But yeah. what sports are we talking about? Um, yeah, so we yeah, so we wouldn't we wouldn't name names because we we work one to one with them. But um, we'd be talking we're, we're talking uh, we're talking Olympians. So we work with a number of rowers, for example. We're talking um, top level soccer players, football players, Premier League players, all the way down. So we work with over four hundred and fifty elite athletes um, week on week, reading the Bible with them, meeting with them. Um, we do a, a large amount of work as well with young performance athletes, so people on those performance pathways that young ages so then there's a whole breadth of sports there um so particularly you, you we're seeing a lot in rugby union um growing sport i know over in your, your side of the pond um a lot in rowing football uh, tennis golf 
um, particular focus in some of those athletics as well, big area in there of um, Bible studies on the Diamond League. Mm. Um, Albert with athletes there um, working as chaplains in the Olympics as well. Um, so, so a whole breadth of sports. We, we see some brilliantly diverse sports within our young performance athletes, particular sailors, kayakers, people who are, are wanting to be Olympians. That's their that's their end goal. That's where they're going to. They're on that pathway um, and helping support them. So, yeah, a whole breadth, but um, yeah, particularly those ones. Johnny, you've mentioned performance identity, especially for those that retire uh, and are trying yeah. to transfer into the world. Identity is a, is a something we hear a lot about on this podcast from believers. Do you see mm-hmm. that performance identity as a danger among athletes, especially believers today, athletes of faith? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think, like I said, it's a, it's obviously a danger for all of us, whether we're sports people or not, or whether we're like me, sort of pretty amateur level sports or not. But yeah. yeah, huge huge danger that we we get wrapped up in this mindset of um, I am I am what I do. I am I, I'm I'm loved if I do well. Um, if I don't do well, then I need to earn my way back to God. So I think there's a great. One of the um, one of our staff members is a former Olympic rower called Debbie Flood. She won a couple of silver medals and I think four Olympics she was in. But she said she said this. She needed to come to realization that she's not more loved by God because I won a silver medal in the Olympics or less loved because it wasn't gold. Mm. Uh, I think that's it's such a you can see how it'd be such a wrestle of you. You get injured and you go, God, where are you? Uh, Which is a logistic. It's it's obviously a great question. it's It's a fine question. But. Or I've not won gold. I've not been good enough this week. It's because I did this because I did that. So it's such a danger. But I think particularly at the top end, we want to just help point people to God's word, point people towards who Jesus is, a loving, well, who God is, a loving, gracious father who saves people not because of who they are, what they do, but because he loves them and then you're saving. And so, yeah, I think if you're if from the age of eight, you've been in a performance pathway and you've been having drilled into you that everything is driven by how you do and how well you do to progress to the next level. There's a real danger. You take that into your faith. You take that into your view of God, that you see him a bit like a coach who is, is going, uh, I'm going to train you to be better. I'm going to train you to work harder and then I'll look after you. Mm. And if you don't do that, then I'll drop you. And it's go, well, that, that's not, that's not the God we worship. Um, thankfully, because none of us would stack up if it was. Yeah. Johnny reads our guest here from Christians in sport over in the UK on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Johnny, what resources do you provide for athletes? You've mentioned a lot of them, I think, but specific resources that maybe anyone out there listening, even here in the States, can have access to. Do you have like a website and Bible studies and and different resources that people can access, or is it strictly for the athletes you work with? No, we do. We do. We we work on the basis that the stuff we drive for our elite level athletes is, is really helpful for anyone because it's the same issues, just probably slightly less focused. So yeah, we've got, got our website, christiansinsport.org.uk, um, which is, um, just been refreshed, uh, by the time you've been listening to this with, um, loads of new resources. We've got, um, we, we've looked at 24 key questions, which sports people or Christians might want to ask. And we've written blogs around them. We've provided Bible studies on them. Um, we've um, got uh, videos coming out as well all around them. So issues like um, what does it look like to be godly and be competitive? Um, how do I share my faith with my teammates? How do I battle with pride as a Christian? There's identity, all these questions we've been looking at, we've, we've kind of dealt with. Uh, we've also got our, our podcast, um, similar to you guys. Um, we interview um, former top-level athletes. Oh, so great. we don't ever 
we don't have into current athletes, but we'll always into former ones who have who have been through been through it as Christians in the world of sports. So we've interviewed um, Premier League footballer Limboy Primus. Um, we've interviewed Debbie Flood, who's an Olympic rower. So as in bigger names in the UK than the States, but the issues are still the same. Of and we look at different issues with them. So we've interviewed them about how their sport and faith work together. And then we've we've deep dived on a few top issues. So we did a whole series around the retirement problem and the that sort of identity crisis athletes have. So we interviewed some athletes around that and a whole issue uh, as well. Just we did the topic on can you how can you be an elite athlete and a Christian? How, can it work? So we've dealt with different topics as well. So you can find that. We just just search for Christians in sport. It's all on iTunes. It's all on our website as well. Christians in sport. Yeah, it's on. They have a, a great uh, social media presence as well. Give them a follow over there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Johnny, last question here. Just, I think we'll we'll end it with, where do you see this going? And, and I think we're wrestling with this here in our ministry as well. We, we've we seen an appetite for this from our audience. We're more of a media uh, mm. ministry, if you will, rather than a, uh, you know, sort of a, a one-to-one athlete ministry, although we have that in some of our areas in our in our mm-hmm. team. But where do you see this in two, three, four, five years? You said it's getting worse as far as going from a Christian nation to a post-Christian nation. But I can tell you from what we've seen in the U.S., we've seen an appetite for this and, and a mm-hmm. hunger for this. What are you seeing and maybe where do you see this going in the next few years? It's a great question. Well, ultimately, we believe in a God who is sovereign and he's in charge. And so we're not going to change what we do. We've done it for 40 years. We're going to keep looking to equip athletes to speak of jesus and we're going to keep speaking of jesus to the world of of sport as well because we believe that's the gospel which is powerful to say the good news of jesus will will do that it never returns empty and so we're where do i see it going well that's in in many ways in god's hands yeah. we're we're seeing an appetite of, of people who are we're seeing it more in the, in the uk in the last five or six years particularly through our, our college work of an appetite for people to open up the bible and look at it themselves of take God's word and go right. What does this say? Let's not take the opinion of somebody else. Let's just get God's word open. Let's trust it to do its work. And so I think I can see a growth in that. It's one of the reasons why we've just produced these resources for sports people is to do just that so that we can say, Hey, here's a resource. Go do it with your mates, open the Bible with them and let God's word do its work. And, and the rest is God's work. Um, what's our role? What's God's role? Are we, we boldly go and speak of Jesus um, but we trust that it's God alone who opens people's eyes to trust in him. So where's it going? Uh, I pray and I hope we never change off that. Um, we just want to speak of Jesus to sports people and, and help them encounter him through his word. Mm-hmm. Um, what God will do with that? Well, we can, we pray for hundreds of thousands of more sports people to keep hearing the gospel every year. Um, we see tens, hundreds of thousands hear it every year through the work over here in England, which is great to see. And we'd love to see that increase and grow. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll keep trying to keep trying to be faithful to what God's called us to do. That's it. That's it. Just obedience and being faithful to the Lord. Yeah. He is Johnny Reed from Christians in Sport. Again, it's Christians in Sport. I think you said dot org dot uk. That's the website. It is. If you go to dot com, it will work as well. Okay. So um, Christians in Sport. There it is. Look it up. Uh, and I'm already dreaming now, Johnny, in my brain here as I tape this podcast and I give it to my bosses. And I say, hey, we, we should be partnering here. So I'm just going to plant that seed now mm. because I think there's a way that we can kind of figure out 
how we can just bring the gospel to the whole nations, as you say, all around yeah. the world. So listen, Johnny, thanks so much for being here on the podcast and uh, look forward to, to talking to you again soon. Thanks a lot. And many thanks to Johnny Reed from Christians in Sport. He's the communications team leader there. Many thanks to Johnny for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. And uh, it's interesting to talk to Johnny and you realize a lot of the same things that they're going through, both as a ministry, but even just as believers in a post-Christian world, uh, are very similar to what we go through here in the United States. And uh, very interesting to learn about the culture of faith in the UK. Many thanks to Johnny for joining us here on the podcast. Again, the website is christiansinsport.org.uk, christiansinsport.org.uk. Check it out. Lots of great resources there. And honestly, they're doing, you know, a lot of ways what we're doing here with Sports Spectrum here in the United States uh, with a mission really to reach the globe for Christ. And like I said, at the end of the interview, I would not be surprised if we were partnering at some point with Christians in sport in trying to advance the gospel and let Jesus um, do his thing across the world. I mean, that's really what we're supposed to do. Go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the great commission as commanded by Jesus. And that's what we're trying to do here with Sports Spectrum is use sports as a way to point people back to Christ. So again, thanks to Johnny and thanks to you for listening. Thanks for finding this podcast, however it was that you found it. We're grateful that you listened. And if you're a new listener, click that subscribe button, man. That would be so great. You'll never miss an episode. Almost 300 episodes of this podcast are available to listen to. There's so many out there and uh, so many great interviews that you can go back and listen if you haven't heard uh, any other interviews except this one. And listen, if you're a longtime listener, a subscriber to this podcast, thank you as well. Thanks for being so loyal. Either way, I would love it if you guys would screenshot this podcast or just copy the link and tweet it out, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, and let people know about this podcast. It's really the only way it's going to continue to grow. And it's such an easy way for you to do that on your social media pages to tell others about Jesus through this podcast. So we really would appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handles are at sports underscore spectrum. Follow us, like us, all that good stuff. And when you do tweet it out or post it, tag us and we'll like it, we'll share it, we'll retweet it, all that good stuff on social media. We would love to interact with you guys and really appreciate you Uh, getting the word out about Sports Spectrum and all that we're doing here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. So again, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. If you want to reach me directly, you can email me, jason at sportspectrum.com. We love guest ideas. We love any topics or any thoughts that you guys want to hear about on the podcast. Any feedback, you can email me, jason at sportspectrum.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. God bless you. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.